I'm Linda Martin. You're very welcome to Dog Almighty. And this series is brought to you, of course, by Tesco. So for a happy and a healthy pet, shop in-store or online at the Tesco Pet Shop. Today's guest needs no introduction, actually, from gracing our screens at the tender age of three to strutting her stuff on stage with Naomi Campbell and Christy Turlington. And that was all during her leaving cert. So it's safe to say she's a household name. You'll recognise her as one of the girls from Expose, one of the phases of Expose, that broadcast every night into our living rooms. Please welcome Glenda Gillison. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Linda? I'm very well, thank you. I'm delighted to see you because it's been years since our paths have crossed, really. I know, and we're both lovers of dogs, so this suits you down to the ground doing this gig. How many dogs do you have now? Thirteen. There you go. And this little lady is called... Yaz. Okay, give us a story on her. So this is Yaz from, remember that song, The Only Way Is Up? Oh, yes. That's where I got the name from. Um, uh, She's the best dog. She's so lovable, caring. She's a really good dog. I don't have any mad stories about Yaz. Um, Myself and Rob went to Bolton Glass and got her back in July in 2017. Um, she was only a tiny little thing at the time and we've never looked back. She's just, she she used to go everywhere in the car with Rob. So Rob would, is a machinery man, so he's always on different sites and around the country. And Yaz used to just jump in the Jeep with him and uh, off he'd go. And Rob would get out at different sites and she'd get out and walk around and uh, he, she'd always be two feet behind him. She's just a, one of those dogs. She's a miniature schnauzer, believe it or not. Um, schnauzers come in three different sizes, small, medium yeah. and large. Like, And they're pretty big, a they big are. schnauzer. Um, so we were told Yaz is this, uh, a miniature, but I have a friend that has a miniature and Yaz is twice the size. Yeah, yeah. Rather, Yaz looks pretty well fed. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's a bit of an injury at the moment, so we yeah. can't, we're kind of spoiling her. So that's why she's a bit rounder okay. than usual. But um, the reason why I got her, I, I'm a big fan of going to the GSPCA and mm-hmm. all the different yeah. kennels and picking up dogs. And I have done. I know that. For, for years. Um, I, when I was a child, I used to come home with strangers' dogs under my arm. <laughs> I'd wrap cats in blankets. My hands, if you look at them, are covered in scars. My face used to be too. And my mother used to be like, whose cat or dog does she have now? And I'd wait for the hour thinking, that's it. They, they have no owner. Mm. I have this dog. And then the doorbell the door would, would go, yeah. like, can I have my dog back? Like, yeah. like, there you go. So they knew where to go to when their animals that's, were missing. Yeah, I used to go up trees after them. I was just, I've always been that, a lover of dogs and yeah. cats, animal lover. But anyway, my friend had a schnauzer. I used to go up to her house. I'd actually ended up going up there to see her dog more than I saw her because I loved the dog so much. I loved the personality. So that's why I went to a breeder and got a little schnauzer. Mm. And as I said, we've never looked back. With yes. Us. And I have to say that we have very good breeders in Ireland. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I never say to people, don't do that. If that's what you want to do, if you want to buy a dog, particular breed, do your research. Absolutely. And go and you find somebody who's reputable. Absolutely. Yeah, because these are all legit as well. So you can't, you know, you can't mm. just look past them and look at the kennels all the time. You know, it's yeah. great to look at the kennels. but So obviously dogs and cats have always been a big part of your life. They've always been in your house. Absolutely. I've only ever had one cat though. Um, my mom was allergic to cats or so she said. <laughs> and uh, we only had one. And yeah, the cats, as we said, they were scraping the face off me. I had them wrapped in in blankets you can't wrap a cat no. in a blanket like yes I could do that all day yeah, long yeah, yeah, with yeah. but 
So the cats were gone, even though I keep saying to Rob now, I'd love a little cat. Yes. He's like, where are you going with this cat? But anyway. Absolutely. I totally agree with I'd you. love more dogs, yes. but I have the kids at the moment. I have enough going on without. I think you have. Yeah. Somebody was asking me earlier this morning, believe it or not, about uh, uh, getting a dog. And I said, well, have you done your homework? Yeah. Do you work? Is there somebody at home during the day? Yeah. Have you got children? Have you got a garden? And they were sort of saying, oh, well, uh, I said, go away and do your homework there and you then go. think about it. You know? Yeah, because myself and Rob used to live in an apartment. So that's why yeah. Rob would take her out all day. Yeah, yeah. And if he couldn't, we used to bring her over to my mom's and yeah. she'd sit in with my mom and my mom would yap away to her all day. So she's never been a dog that we throw out the back. She's no, a home dog anyway. No, no, so no. Does she sleep with you? She does. Under or on top of the duvet? On top, on top. She has her own little blanket at the mm-hmm. end. So, and she doesn't budge. Like no, you they could don't. kick her in the head, and she'd they still don't. lie there. You know? No, I, 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 have a, I have a couple. One on top and one underneath. <laughs> but it's, I don't care. I don't care. Is that what you're calling them, Linda? <laughs> Here, let me take you back to 1986. Oh, gee. Okay. Michael Jackson, Parky Queeve, which yeah. they're re- trying to rename or something, Super Value Queeve or something. I don't really? know about it. Okay. It's sponsorship, you see. It's all coming okay. from sponsorship. But um, what, what actually happened? So we went down, my mom and dad, myself and my brother and my uncle Liam and Auntie Hazel and their kids and we all headed down. My uncle got the tickets. We went down to Parkney Cueve. In we went. All going great. And I was the youngest of the two families. And of course, the kids, the older ones were allowed to go into the pit and I was stuck with the parents. So I had a face on me. Oh, I'm sure. I was really annoyed about that, that I wasn't old enough and cool enough to go into the pit like as I could I, I was way too young to do it anyway my mum and dad brought me up to the stand up we went and the minute that we sat down I felt like I was missing out I wanted to be down there and I said to my mum mum I need to go to the toilet and she said well your father can bring you yeah yeah so my dad's is grand so he brought me and in we went down onto the stage and the toilets were behind the stage or underneath the stage and uh, in I went, and while we were coming back, this guy came over and he said, uh, would your daughter like, American guy, would your daughter like to get on stage and dance with Michael Jackson? And I remember kind of going, what? <laughs> and my dad going, yes, she will. She would. Bang, She'd pushed in. And <laughs> there was about 20 kids lined up, and on we Bam. went. And Linda, I never saw the footage, um, Oliver Barry was the yeah, promoter yeah, yeah, at the yeah. time. And I used to plague Dennis Desmond. He was like, get, who's another promoter. And I was yep. like, can you get me that footage? And he'd say, Oliver Barry did that. Go and ask him. Asked him. And he was, no, no. But if I look on YouTube, there's people with old um, camcorders. Yes, of course. They recorded like certain sets, like Dirty Diana and all these different sets, different songs that were performed, that he performed. Still no sign of any kids coming on stage. And then that move, that uh, documentary came out about mm. um, Finding Neverland. Yes, or, yes. And uh, it was a two-part documentary, I remember, and I was glued to it. And uh, there I came on the stage with a side pony. No way. And a blue tracksuit on me and got up on that stage. Don't ask me about the dancing. The dancing hasn't improved since then. It I'm was gonna, brutal. I'm going to find that and look oh, at it again. Well, you'd, you'd probably have to know it's me, though. You know, you'd have to because it was blurry and... Yeah, but anyway. So you said to the rest of the family who were in the pit, <laughs> well, they yeah. saw me on the screen yeah, yeah, and my I, brother after it's typical her, she gets up on she stage. She gets right up yeah. on stage. That's absolutely yeah. brilliant. My, my brother gives me a serious slag and if we're out and someone tries to take his picture or anything, he's like, I'm not like my sister. I don't want my picture taken. Okay. He says, no, she no. drives past the cameras on the M50 and yeah, poses. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> smiles. <laughs> 
<laughs> can you imagine? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I remember that concert, and I so badly wanted to be there, but I was working, and those yeah. days we gigged all the time, yeah. you know. So, but I'll tell you where I was. Right. I was at the supermodel show in Dublin. Oh yeah. When you were modelling oh, there, yeah. and there I was in the audience, looking just in awe at those supermodels. I, yeah, that was. I was seventeen when I did that oh, show. Oh my god. That was like some spectacular occasion to look back on to be at like we were only uh, I was only saying there a while ago um, Naomi Campbell was late for mm. it and Pat Kenny it was live I know and live onto RTE and Pat Kenny was hosting the gig and he had to go on and I think just talk rubbish for a few minutes <laughs> and then he cut to a break and then they had to put up this sign in back in the day when remember the TV would turn off and the coloured yep circle would come on whatever you'd call that that went on to uh, for people at home and then Naomi arrived with her police escort arrived in and all the Irish supermodels that had been given three looks yeah she went, oh, no, I like that dress. I like that one. I like that one. It took them all off, the Irish girls, and she got to wear them. And now she looked phenomenal she walking did. down that catwalk. She opened up for Philip Tracy. She yeah. had a big ship on her head, ship hat, and... Like the legs, she was like yeah. she was like a panther walking yeah, down the She really the is. She's, She's a, just I've phenomenal. seen her not on TV. I've never seen her in real life apart from that one night. Yeah, but by God, could she walk? Yeah. Oh, I interviewed her years later. She was the face of Newbridge Silverware here That's in Dublin, right. and I interviewed her for Expose, and um, I really liked her now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Of course, it was all about her, and it was of all course. about the supermodel era, and she was all about. The, the supermodels back in the day and she thinks that there's never been a supermodel like them yeah. since. So, Well, do you, do you know something? In a, in a way, I see the where she's coming from. The yeah. pack. You remember Linda Evangelista, Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, Cindy um, Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Naomi. And her daughter and, now is gorgeous. And Naomi, they did a thing because they weren't hiring black models so they all stood together and they got Naomi oh, in. And, and that's what they did. It was like one got a, a certain price for a job and yeah. the others were working just as much and it was like no I'm not doing that was where the famous line I'm not getting out of bed for $10,000 yeah, 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 so yeah, there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. but I mean there's just I, you mentioned supermodels that's who I think of yeah now yeah. we I, I totally agree with we had the our original. fabulous models here as well our Irish models yeah. and you were one of them and I, I was talking to the girls earlier on today and we all we were all invited to things back in the day in fact we would have gone to the opening of an envelope yeah. if the truth be known but I always I think we did a few times I think we did <laughs> but there there we were and the models were floating around with the heads in the air you know and then there'd be Glenda who'd wave over and ah. smile and I always remember that because you were always friendly to everybody oh, and I think here. Never mind the look of you. Yeah. I think your attitude propelled you to be in one of the top ones we had here. Why did you stay in Ireland? Well, that was the thing. You just answered it there. You needed to have a bit of personality in Ireland. Yes, but like, you had it. You couldn't arrive and pretend, think that you're on vogue and that, you know, you were going mm. to take over Naomi Campbell's career to the next day. It was like, have a bit of personality, talk mm. to the client. This is the, you know, I, I used to get a gig years ago and I'd still be friends with them and um, I all day I'd have to try on clothes. So these shops all around the country would come in and they'd buy their new collection for the season and they'd make me try on a coat. That was my job. Try on that coat there in green. And they'd love it so much to be like, ah, put it on in red and then in purple and then in blue and then in... I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And the next day, honestly, 
I'd wake up and all the pains in my arms. I know that sounds, it'd be like, but the reason why I get, kept getting brought back is because halfway through, I'd be so bored trying on clothes. I'd say, would you love a cup of tea? I'll make you a cup of tea. And then off I'd go into the kitchen. Isn't she lovely? And make tea and eat biscuits. Yeah. That's the only reason why I was in there. So I could have a break and look at my phone or whatever. And afterwards, I'd be like, Jesus, you've no problem making tea. It was like, sorry, that's the best day part of the day. Absolutely. But so. why didn't you go to London or America or Paris? Because I was such a home bird. Yeah. I love Dublin. Um, I always, I started to do well when I came out of school. Yeah. I went in, I did college. I did TV and radio broadcasting and print and media journalism in college. Um, but I didn't finish it because I was modelling so much. And then I got offered the opportunity to work on television. So yeah. you don't just leg it when no, you have those so I always worked so yeah. like I never went away on a summer holiday for more than two weeks like mm. I had friends that went away for months lived in different countries I was like no yeah. and to the day we slagged Mags Humphreys who was our agent in NASA's model agency for Mags, years yeah. and we'd go away for like a funeral and she'd go Jesus Vogue was on last night you missed them like they wanted to give oh, the cover like yeah right yeah, Mags yeah, yeah, you know I'm yeah, here yeah, every yeah, day yeah. and yeah. you know you but don't you see, get these I things. get that what you're saying yeah because We've all we've all had offers over the years. Yeah, from this from London. From, I remember Las Vegas. I remember different things and with different outfits, groups, all sorts. And it was always my attitude. No, I don't think I'd be able for that. And I want to stay with the group. And sure, I'd have nobody with me. I'm looking back yeah. on it. I, I think you'd be the same. I should have just said, "Well, to yeah. hell with this. Yeah. I am gone. If I don't like it, I can come back." Yeah, absolutely. But look, yeah. Anyway, it didn't do you any did, yeah. The things we did. No, I don't want to think about them, Glenda. I don't want to think about them. No, but I want to ask you about the Miss Hawaiian Trop. Oh, my God. I Liz, used, you're going I used back. That. It doesn't matter, though, because, you know, I use this stuff anyway, the yeah. Hawaiian Tropic stuff. But... um it's just with people who are watching and listening. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, a few of them will know you, of course, and a few may not know you. But this is background on how Absolutely. you succeeded. Yeah. And if, if me, if this was, say this was uh, Celine Dion sitting in your, I'd want to know all of these secrets. Yeah. So you, I'm putting myself in, in the viewer's seat. Absolutely. They want the in. Yeah. So tell us. So Hawaiian Tropic, I was modelling at the time. I had a cousin that started working for Hawaiian Tropic here in Ireland and she got on to me and said, you know, there's a competition every year and all these girls go off um, to be a Miss Hawaiian Tropic girl. And I was like, I hear, no, that's not for me. World peace and all that. No, you know, the silly wave. And anyway, I ended up on it and I won Miss Europe and I ended up going off to the States then. And I was runner up as Miss Europe, as because I was Miss Ireland to Miss Europe too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a bikini competition. It was ran by um, a guy called Ron Rice, okay. lovely guy, um, American man, and met loads of girls. It was a l very American, so there was that side of the world. Like there was probably Ireland was probably the only European country there. Um, the rest was the rest of the world mm. outside Europe. Um, and yeah, it brought me to, I did the 24-hour Le Mans with them. I did, uh, I went, I did Cosmopolitan. I did Marie Claire. I did all these magazine wow. spreads. I then, I did a few shoots in London. Then it brought me to Hawaii. And then I went to Vegas with it. So yeah. I did have a, a great old time, but Excellent. it was... I had the sash on, Miss yeah, Ireland yeah. bikini, and I said world peace and waved well, like a Mags spanner. Must but anyway, be thrilled when the phone calls did come yeah. in for you. Oh, well, she's not going to work for less than ten thousand. You know, I can just imagine yeah. her. But see, I had that when I got over there. Ron Rice, the guy, he was um, 
a pharmacist originally and he made this sun cream and he called it Hawaiian Tropic and yes. that's where and then it turned into he had the beauty competition mm-hmm. um, but he used to call me the mad the mad woman from Borneo because he said my hair was <laughs> yes of course and he was like you don't look like an Irish girl no. he didn't believe it for a second he was like you're supposed to have white skin and red hair that's I was right. like yeah Go on. But I, I always wanted your hair. You know, Jeez, I know well, you can have it. It's I know still you're there. not curls today, but I always wanted it. I said, why can I not have hair like that? And I'd have it huge. It'd be like a huge bush yeah. on the top of my head. But anyway, yeah. but that must have been a great experience. It was, absolutely. And looking back on it, it was yeah. just, it was something else. Yeah. yeah. And you can conquer the I world. loved that time. I loved modelling and I loved being around. That was just, and as you said, going back, Models were treated totally different back mm. then. You know, it was you, it, they were really celebrated in Dublin. Like, you'd, yes. doors would open, you were, could get into any club. Right. You know, they were that the things back right. then. Now yeah. we're not thinking of those. But No, no, and do you know something? I I, I know a few of the models these days, yeah. not personally yeah. that I would recognise them, but not like the old times, yeah. not like through the 90s and everything, no. But then that led you into TV. Yeah. Did you get an offer? Did did you audition? How did you do it? I got, I was working, I got a, a phone call from a girl I had worked with, uh, a PR girl, and she said there was these two guys, young guys, really successful fellas. They left school at 16 and they just went on and on and on to do great things. I could go into their portfolio, but they're now in LA working away. They have an office who, on Sunset. Who are they? Can you they're say? two guys called James Highland. And I remember. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm stuck on the other fella's name now, but James is the one I dealt with all the time. Anyway, he set up a music station, 24-hour music station, another one like Expose, where people said that it won't work. He had no ads whatsoever, so every show was sponsored. So Ryanair sponsored one, whoever else sponsored another. And I had a show on it called Glenda Showbiz Goss. Mm. And i do a top 10 or top 20 countdown and into the music. And we'd have Louis on and different people like that. And... That's what I did, and I'd record that. Um, I'd go into studio in Ashburn, I remember, and record yeah. that three times a week, but it was 24-7. And then I got the offer of Expose. and sure, brilliant. I got the offer from Andrew Hannon for Expose, and I joined the team, mm. and I was told I'd be there for six months, and right. six months only. And I lasted over 13 years with them. So, yeah. I love that programme at night. They yeah. I'd be eating my dinner and expose it. Come on. We all love it looking back. Yeah. But when we were in the thick of it, it was like, yes, get me out of here. It was hard work. I was brilliant, but it was hard yeah. work. Yeah. Because yeah. you've no commitments, have you? You no. weren't married, you had no babies. It was great, were... though. You were yeah. all flying away. And no, if you got. Um, if you got the Oscars or if you got uh, like the film festivals mm. or Fashion Week, all those. Yeah. Fab. Did you get loads of free clothes? Uh, you wouldn't get free clothes as much, but you might get, yes. She's getting sick of listening to me. Do you hear her crying? Um, you might get beauty. Beauty products yes. are always ones that yes. they'd give you more so than clothes. Yeah. You know, they're easier because one size fits all. Yeah, you know? that's true. Now, tell me this. Do you remember the ad you did with Louis Walsh and you were lying on top of him? I can't remember the product. I actually can't believe I can't remember this. Yeah. You'd think I'd still have nightmares over being on top of Louis doing something. I don't I know what we're doing. I remember him telling me about it. And usually I remember things, but I can't think of what the product was. And this one of our viewers actually says, oh, I remember that because I did the ad. But I'd say that that was quite exciting. <laughs> like all the things over the years I've done with Louis, I've done a lot. Yeah. But you're, it, there's something in the back of my mind that's reminding me, but yeah. I can't... 
remember. Could, could that be, or could that fall into the category of the weirdest thing you've ever done yeah, or the weirdest thing you've... Is. Yeah, exactly. I'd say it was weird for Louis as well. I'm not on my own there. Yeah, yeah. But we probably had some giggle. No, I'd the say two you did. I'd say you did. But listen, you've, I, I know you're great friends with Louis, obviously, and he's lovely. He's loved it, everybody. But who's been your wackiest interview with? I'll give you a couple of examples. Okay. Russell Brown. Oh, my God. You hit the, the nail on the head straight yeah. away. He yeah. was, um, I tell you, you'd want to be up early for Russell Brand. Mm. He's very clever. He's a very smart individual. He will talk over you. It's yeah. all about him. Um, he, he demands attention. And I went in to interview him for a movie he did. Oh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I went to interview him in London. It was a junket-style movie. Right. So we're very close. As you know, they put the chairs very close. So your legs, are, your knees are nearly touching yeah. off each other. Now, everyone knows Russell Brand has very long legs. <laughs> and um, I went in to meet him. My own legs aren't too short. Sure, that's right. So I was kind of sitting back into the seat because he was all like this. This yeah. is the way he was when I yeah. came in. So I was like, Russell, how are you? And he was like, all right, what's your name? And I said, yeah. Glenda. And he kept calling me Bendy Glendy, Bendy Glendy. So I crossed my legs the way I have them right now. Yeah. But I decided to go for a second. So I'd mm -hmm. keep them tucked in and I wouldn't touch off them. So what does he do? He grabs my heel here and pulls my leg up and I couldn't move them. And of course, I went into a sweat because he kept saying, Bendy Glendy, you look like you should be in an a You look like you're an 80s porn star, he kept oh, saying geez. to me. I was like, I was like this throughout the whole interview. And when I left, it was like someone had thrown a bucket of water over my face. I just, you know, as I said, you want to be up early. Now he was, he was, um, he was nice. I can't, uh, I can't really say much about, he did, he answered every question, but he was overpowering. Mm. And he just takes every, like he'd, he puts you on the back heel. Yeah. You know, someone that just, yeah, yeah. and they keep looking at you yeah. and they're this far away from look you. At, and it's look like, at the trouble he's in now. Well, we didn't know all these things no. back then, but um, but certainly I I walked out um, half the person I walked in. Yeah, I could believe that. Yeah. Pressure, you say. Yeah. And he knew, he knew exactly the pressure. Oh, it's like, under. yeah. Yeah put the sweat on yeah. her and make her feel yes, like absolutely. a bit of an Egypt and he I, did I, it. I often think when these so-called stars, when they start misbehaving, somebody should say, stop. Yeah. No, we don't behave, babe. But yeah. they don't. Yeah. They let don't them... Don't speak and, to a human being like that. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. And, and the behaviour gets worse and worse and worse until it's too late and then a huge expose happens. Yeah. And then they're in serious yeah. trouble. But anyway, he's in the huge trouble expose. now. Huge expose. Huge expose. I know that. <laughs> now, um, you have a family link to George Clooney. Aren't you lucky, Jesus? I wish. Did you exploit it? Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, my mom, my mother found this one out. Now. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you how it is. Let me go back to it. My mom's mom is a Clooney. All right. Right? Her surname is Clooney. Is that right? Her mother, my mom's mom's mother was a right. Clooney. Right, okay. Um, and... Rosemary Clooney, who was, yes, I think, oh, yes. George's aunt. That's right. Was my granny's sister. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm actually going red thinking about it. It's so, and my mother was on RTE talking to someone, one on the Ryan line or one of them years ago talking about it. And my brother rang up and said, get her off the phone now. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's some sort of a, but 
anyway, I interviewed him on the red carpet in Leicester Square and I said to him, I'll never forget it, I was like, so, George, how are you? State. And I was like, we could be cousins, we're related. And he was like, oh, really? And I said something to him like, isn't that great? Like as if he's thrilled to be related to me. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I kind of, we just... His, his aunt that you're talking about, Rosemary Clooney, yeah. huge star. Yeah. Gigantic star. Yeah. And I think God help her, she drank herself or drugged herself or did all the wrong things. Okay. And which is a terrible shame, but anyway, we can't get into that. But I just read something about him recently. He's been in Ireland. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. Yes. So I had a friend called Andy Ring and uh he used to own a bridal shop down in yeah. um Abbey Leaks. Right. Okay. And he yeah. was when he was a showband fella, loved the guitar, loved playing the drums, set up this uh shop in Abbey Leaks, and of course I start working working for him modelling years yeah, ago yeah, and I yeah, do every yeah. show for him. Anyway, doesn't he get... Uh, years later, I still speak to him on the phone all the time. He's a mad outfla. I call him insane all the time. But he he rang me up and said, I'm part of the tourism, the Irish tourism board and we're setting up this big thing. He said, you're not going to believe who's coming to Abbey Leaks, who's from Abbey Leaks, George Clooney. So he did the whole thing, brought George here and that's when I got to hear more. So I feel like, and then when my mother threw that in that we were related, I was like, oh Jesus. And then Andy, my mad friend, yeah, yeah. Leaks, he's like, why didn't you tell me you were related? I could have had you. I was like, would you shut up? We're trying to keep that one under Absolutely, she under your mother anyway. Yes, she would have went Listen, why, why didn't she trace it back? Your mom, because she sounds on the ball. She did, Linda. I'm sure she traced it back 500 million times over, yeah. but I, myself and my brother are just not listening. It was like, just... Why? Just, just, yeah. Because everyone would like to be... Um, are you nuts? Like to be related and to And you know Clooney. something? He loves animals. Yeah. He's got pigs and all sorts of things. Does he? Oh, yeah. And he's a, he's a bit of a prankster as well. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He's a very popular guy now, because I think he's fairly... He's a bit of a wide boy, really, you know? And she's gorgeous. He's... um he's And my brother ha is not too dissimilar to him. Really? Like, there's a look. He'll kill yeah. me for saying yeah. that, but... um. But yeah, like the George Clooney is no top lip. My brother kind of has that look and yeah. the colour of the hair and the, and the eyes and everything. And every yeah. time I say it to him, he's just like, would you? He doesn't want to know either. Oh, tell so. him to wise up. <laughs> Jesus, you could end up. But listen, you could end up in one of his next movies. What's the next one? Oceans, Oceans 20 or something. 20, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you never know. And talking about movie stars, which we've just been doing, yeah. you've obviously met Barry Keoghan. Am I saying I have that right? Keoghan, yes. Jesus, isn't he doing well for Is himself? He, what? Yeah. What was he like? He was lovely. A, a trickster, just laughed through the whole interview. Um, I interviewed him here and I interviewed him at uh, the Oscar Wilde Red Carpet, Green Carpet in LA just before the Oscars. And yeah, he was great. That was like, when was that? That was five years ago, I think. Five or six years mm. ago. Is and, he going to uh, get the Oscar? We hope we keep our fingers he's crossed. He's doing some, like he's some talent. I'm telling you. Maybe he say. likes animals, Glenda. <laughs> you didn't ask him that, did you? I didn't ask him that oh. one at the time. Sorry, Linda. We were all about uh, about Oscars and trophies at that yeah. stage. Or, or what about Killian Murphy? Killian Murphy, yeah, love him. Yeah, He's gorgeous. Does he like animals? I don't know. Oh, I don't Glenda, know. He didn't... does actually. Yeah. I because he I passed him on. He, ah, there's a story for you. I what? passed him a couple of years ago in Monkstown. Okay. And. Uh, he himself and his wife were having a yap and he had a dog on the lead and I was petting mm. and kissing the dog as usual. Yeah. And I looked up and I was like, 
Fishing the wrong all one. The dogs. <laughs> well, yeah. But um, I've met, I've been in Killian's company plenty of times. He's a friend of Liam Cunningham's, who's a friend of mine. And they did The Wind That Shakes the Barley yes. together. So we were down in Cork and when they, they had a premiere for that movie. And uh, we had a good old shindig afterwards. And Excellent. Killian, Killian, he's like a little boy. He's tiny. Really? Tiny and the young face on him. He's and one the of those eyes. that the eyes. gorgeous, that won't yeah. ever age. You'll always think mm. he's a young, young guy. You and know? he had a dog with him now. So that's, that's food for thought. There you go. Now, Killian. A Labrador. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Is he still living in Ireland? I think he is. Sure, yeah. didn't he hop on the Aer Lingus plane the day after the Golden Globes and come back here? <laughs> Typical Ireland. Everyone Typical else Ireland. is like, stay yeah. in the heat. He's Typical like, I'll, I'll go home. Because I remember talking about uh, or talking to Brenda Fricker about the Oscars. Yeah. And she says, sure, we hadn't a clue. We didn't know. We're not going to win anything. Let's go to the bar, which they did. Because and they're Typical throwing Irish. the thing back. And the next minute, somebody's running, quick, get up there. You've just won, you know. Yes, oh, it's so Irish. It isn't really it? It is, Glenda. Who's the best person you've ever interviewed? Oh, there's been plenty, I have to say. But usually the bigger the star, the nicer the person. Yes. Your big brothers, your um, people that have made it overnight oh. are a pain in yeah. the arse. Sorry. Correct. But they usually, and you walk in, it's like, what are you going to ask me? It's like, feck off. You're lucky I'm asking you questions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's um, this, like, who worked in a shop a week before. Exactly. And now it's like, where are you going with it? It's like, come on. So, um. I have a good one of Dennis Hopper. Oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, actually. I always mix the two of them. I have a good one on Dustin Hoffman. I'll go again on that. I, I hope he was nice. He was so lovely. Uh, this involves my mother. Again? We were over in, uh, we were in Paris at the rugby and we were in the Ritz Hotel in the lobby. As you do. As you do. We were only passing by. And like my you, did, mother... you didn't think of um, what what you call one of the um, the chain hotels. <laughs> no, we were probably staying there. We went up a, there for a coffee, a Linda. in or something. Yeah, like we just went in to go to the toilet. Right, okay. And my mom says to me, Jesus, look who's over there. It's only Al Pacino, right? So I turned like this and looked and she said, come on over with me. And she legs us this way. Your mother sounds like... Uh... She said, I'm making her out to be a mad thing, but she like mad in the head but she's actually yeah, yeah, all right yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not there yet um, I looked and there it was Dustin Hoffman Yeah. so she comes back to me I'd stayed there hiding in the wings and she comes back and she said I can't believe you didn't come over to me and say hello to Dustin and I uh, say hello to Al <laughs> and I said yeah that's because you're talking to Al Pacino not Dustin Hoffman she goes oh Jesus Christ she said and she goes I have to go back over and apologise so she goes back over to him and apologises and he was so lovely Yeah, that's grand a couple of years later I'm on the red carpet Leicester Square and I said I have an apology to make on behalf of my mother and he says oh go on and he was so used to answering you could see by him a quest every yeah, question yeah, 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 yeah. so when he heard this he kind of lit up and he said go on and I said yeah she went over to you and said hello Al Pacino and he says no. and he kind of looked at me and he said what's your mother's name and I said Aileen and he just grabbed the camera lens and he went hi Aileen thanks for watching me in Dog Day Afternoon and The Godfather keep up the support <laughs> and we aired it on Expose yeah. and I told my mother I said mom watch the TV tonight and I came in just as as it was aired and there she was with the cushion over her face going I cannot believe you put that on the TV she was mortified that's where you get the personality from <laughs> is your daddy quiet he's very quiet ah yeah. okay very quiet opposites attract there you and it's obviously worked. Yeah. So he just shakes his head. He just sits. I can imagine him. Yeah. Oh yeah. My. Who's the worst person you've ever interviewed? The and you worst. Could be, you could be honest with us now. I know. I have to stop being too honest. That's my problem. Um, who? Oh, there's always one. I need to get a new one. 
Um, Natalie Imbruglia. She was a horror. No. She was an absolute horror. Um, she was the most beautiful looking oh, girl yes, I have yes. ever seen in my life. Um, she was such a stunner. Her lips, every part of her face was amazing. I interviewed her over in London and um, she just wasn't nice. And I was told she was in the middle of a relationship with someone and I was told, do not ask that about I know who it, it was. It was Richard Branson's That's son. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I was told, do not ask about her personal life. And I said, of course. And I wouldn't do that, you know. I'm not a journalist. I was a, I was a TV presenter. So I said, I won't do that. No problem. And towards the end, she did this to me. and went, can you finish this up? Like oh. this. And I just went. So my cameraman dropped the camera as if to say it's over. And I remember looking at him going, pick up the fucking camera. And I looked at her and I said, so are the rumours true about you and uh, uh, Sir Richard Branson's son? And she just saw red. Yeah. And didn't like it. I probably shouldn't have done that, but she was a bit of a bitch. But I, it was the son. It, the son. It wasn't the father. Yeah, it was the son. Oh, maybe you know something no, Jesus, no. we could have had another expose girl on our team. No, 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 no. I'm not there saying we go. anything. I'm not saying anything. Well, I remember then she um she came over for Arthur's Day and a few uh, the PR girls in Dublin, one of them came over to me and said, You were so right about that yeah. girl. She said she was a horror. But when I got up to go away from her, I said to her, which you wouldn't couldn't won't believe this, I said, Tell your sister Michelle, I said I said hi. She kind of looked at me. Yes. Do you hear her crying? She looked at me and kind of her face dropped. Mm. So I had been going out with a guy. We went to Australia. Mm -hmm. He was invited onto a t uh, radio station. The radio station had to bring us out for a meal. The two, these two guy and girl were brought, told yeah. to bring us out. And halfway through the meal, I looked at the two of them and I said to the girl, you're seeing him, aren't you? And she was like, yeah. She's like, but we're not allowed. They weren't allowed oh, that in the workplace. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as t the night went on, we had a great night with them. And as the night went on, I said to her, to, her name was Michelle. I said, Michelle, you look so like Natalie Imbruglia. And she, was, she said, yeah, it's my sister. Yeah, yeah. I was but like, she what? was nice. But we went back to the house, their family home at three o'clock in the morning. There I was looking at all the pictures on the, on the wall. And there's Natalie Imbruglia. And then I got to interview her. So I left that one for the la when she was a bitch. I was like, mm. tell your mom and dad they were so lovely to allow us into and the house. She and what'd she say? Oh, she just, her mouth dropped. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I yeah. shouldn't have asked that question. But. You should. You should. You were right. <laughs> because I know the big hit she had was torn. Yeah. There were, no, I'm not going to say anymore. I know she had the, the big hit torn. Yeah, but we all right. start dressing like her. Do you remember that hoodie yes. and the yeah, yeah, cargo yeah, yeah, pants yeah, yeah, that she's yeah, yeah. wearing? It was a real yeah, look. And where is she now? Excuse me. Yeah. Whereas you're still here. Where's Glenda now? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sure she's worried. Oh, I wouldn't even think about it. But you're right, actually. The bigger the star, the nicer yeah. they are. It is yeah. very true. Very, yeah. very true. And it's, you know, when you think about it, they've learned how to behave with people. Yeah. Whereas these overnighters, and we've seen it, because you remember the weekends we used to spend with Louis at the X Factor. And we, good old days, weren't they? Great days. Oh, my God, were they great. I was only days. saying to you, though, beforehand, we'll tell everyone that I used to love to go over when um, Sharon and Ozzy would bring their dogs. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say, no, I'll, I won't go out to the auditorium. I'll just sit here in their room and mind the dogs. And yeah. Sharon would be thrilled. Oh, thank yes. you. I'd be like, I couldn't think of anything better. It was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. gorgeous um, little um, dogs. And we met all the so-called winners or the not-so-winners. We met yeah. all of them. And some were nice and some weren't um, so nice. Yeah, that was so, a great old But time. it was great. Yeah. And Louis' dressing room after the show. That was the party. Oh, party oh, central, Everybody wasn't? wanted in there. 
And there was so much champagne, the food, everything. Yeah, and incredible. Louis in the corner drinking tea. Drinking tea, By the tea, rest yes. of us rehearsing into and the chamfer. I, I, re I remember, he said to me, Linda, come over here. He says, this is uh, Diane Warren. And big songwriter, yeah. writes for Cher, writes for everybody and yeah. an amazing woman. And there she was sitting in the corner with Louis drinking her tea, just in an ordinary sweater and jeans, so quiet, so demure. You wouldn't know who you'd meet in that room. Absolutely. You didn't know who. Like you could there. walk in, hiya Louis, and he wouldn't tell you that fucking Elvis was alive yeah. and sitting beside him in the room, yeah. you know? Yeah, I met so, so many people in that dressing room. And some, some were gorgeous and yeah. some were just there to meet Louis they didn't want to talk about anybody else but you know but it was an yeah, experience it was a great time oh it, was it really was oh <laughs> my god now I want to talk to you about a, a show you did it was a TV show and you did it with Vincent Brown from the George oh, and yeah. it was all to do with the marriage referendum yeah. now do you remember that clearly I do of course that was a great aisle day um, I think we were two hours live on television mm. and they pushed it five minutes towards the end they said we're going for another two hours it was just <gasps> doing so well and it was like what I was interviewing Bosco at one stage Bosco oh, doesn't have a mouth and doesn't move and the place is like a nightclub and here I was hello Bosco <laughs> trying to read and it was like no 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 and it's like <laughs> Bosco saying I didn't know what it was just they literally were I remember Brian Foley was the producer and he was just pulling people out of the crowd and sure people were there so thrilled with what, the, what had gone through and they were drinking and it was like you had people at the start of the the, the programmes really you know together and by the end it was like woo it was like Locked. it was yeah and did you find Vincent charming I love Vincent yeah. I always got on Same great here. with Vincent I think he's brilliant he's um, we used to when we were in the newsroom in uh, Virgin Media and if he was, he'd tell me he's a great fella for stories. And yeah. I knew all the ins and outs and I'd sit listening to him for ages. And there was one particular story he told me. I won't reveal it, but he told me the story about someone. And then he kind of did the exact same thing himself. He was mm. written about in the papers. And we were in the middle of a meeting in the newsroom one day and he walked in and I just stared him out of it until he turned around. And you know, you can feel someone looking at you. Mm. And I just did this when he looked at me and he the little shit got away from his desk and walked straight over while my producer was holding a meeting and he was like what are you talking at me for I was yeah. like he's a devil he I'm really mad about is. Vincent I used to love it when the politicians wouldn't face him at night <coughs> yeah <coughs> excuse me and they'd say something stupid and Vincent would go well in actual fact yeah. that's what you said yeah. you know and they'd scurry off oh, uh -huh. I loved it They've was... such, the politicians have such an easy time now I just wish Vincent was back giving them grief he I remember another time he was out reporting live reporting and he was attached his mic was attached to a camera cameraman that I worked with as well and they were told not to go past this threshold do not go by you will be sued you will be arrested feckin Vincent jumped over <laughs> the other side and he had the mic and the camera it was attached to the camera and he kept going come in here and he was like we're not allowed he said get in here he was disgusted that a cameraman wouldn't move with him you yeah, know and get the story yeah fantastic now somebody I believe made up a song about you oh, is it is it true about Living in the back of a van? I don't know. It's, I, I was just told it was an Instagram. That's it. And it goes with, my name is Glenda Gilson and I live in the back of a van. Don't ask me, Linda. I don't know. But it it literally, I wasn't tagged. I, it wasn't sent to me. I was scrolling through Instagram late at night 
and I came across this. You can imagine the shock. My heart just went into, and I turned to Rob. I said, what's this shit? And I remember just the freak out because it's like, what is this about? Is there something, Is the, are they trying to tell me something else? And sure, someone else said to me, did you ever live in the back of a van? I was like, no, I did. <laughs> no, like, I, I think I'd remember if I lived in the back I of a van. I can't see you in the back of a van. Um, like, is I, it funny? Well, I got on to the guy. He's a comedian, stand-up. And I said, and he seemed pretty honest by the text. I was like, what is this all about? Mm. And he was like, look, there's no badness in it. He said, I write these skits. He said, it's about nothing. I said, it's a nice little tune. There is a nice little beat to it. Um, But yeah, that's it. I said, can I share it? And he was like, please do. So he's he's trying to get a name for himself as well. But but do you not find that sort of complimentary? Absolutely. Yeah, because obviously he thought, who, there's somebody famous. It's Glenda. I'll do something. And it wasn't rude or it wasn't crude. No. So I think it's... Do you know know what? She just reminded me there. Mario Rosenstock, I had to interview him years ago. And uh, I know Mario now, but this was back when I didn't know him. Mm. And my first thing I said to him when we started the interview I said how do you feel when you come face to face with someone that you take the piss out of yeah. for a living because he was taking the mick out of me with oh, a yeah. feckin' kebab in his yeah. arm <laughs> hand and I was like and this big stupid hairband I was like where did that but he said to me when I said that to him he said it's the biggest form of flattery there you go he said so take it as that and I said oh great yeah. okay but then I asked him where did you get that kebab and he says we were outside Reynards one night about three o'clock in the morning he said you were gathering troops to go back to a party I said did I have a kebab in my hand he said no uh-huh. he said I had to throw so there you go that's yes. why your man talked about in the back of a van they have to totally as I said and the fact that it wasn't crude or anything like yeah. that was perfect yeah. you never met him face to face no. did you no and I didn't live in the back of a van with no. him so. no no you're not the lady in the van that was Maggie Smith wasn't that's it? it that's, that's, it. that's yeah, a great yeah, movie actually yeah. are you watching Dancing with the Stars at the moment I am watching yeah. Dancing with the Stars you love it I love that I'm a big fan All right. and you did it I did it tell us sins. all um, yeah, I did it. I took it on. I suppose in this job to be given an opportunity to learn how to dance. <laughs> it's weird that I came out of it still not knowing how to dance, but um, yeah, it was tough going. I had Look, when I left the thing, I was pregnant. When I went into the thing, I had a seven-month-old child. I was on Ireland AM. I was up at four in the morning doing Ireland AM. Um, and the, a puking into a bin, and then I'd come home. I'd go straight down to the Long Mile Road and do five hours of dancing, and then come home and look after a child, and then cry for the rest of the evening. It was miserable because I was miserable on it, like, you know. Where would you find the time to get pregnant That's... in the middle of all of that? Jeez. You always find time for that, Linda. No, Only joking. Um, I know. I don't know. That's just mental. Yeah, mental. Yeah, it was tough going. Now mm. I loved it. The show was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was tough going. Yeah, I'd say, say so. I'd say so because I, I'm fascinated by it, and I've spoken to Larry about it. But but the problem is for me, the rehearsals start December, I think. Yeah, and that's entertainment's busy so time. You see, you're about six weeks at it before even it's mentioned in the world. Correct. So when they eventually go, okay, so Dance with the Stars is on mm. in January, it's like we've been at it for six weeks, yes. and then they start introducing. Yeah. So, yeah, it is mm. tough going. Yeah, but I, th- I think you're as fit as a fiddle anyway and you were in Ireland's fittest family. <laughs> are, are you competitive? Um, I probably was growing up as uh, when I was young and fit and, and trained and mm. did, but not so much anymore. That was, 
that was an experience. So Rob did it with me, my husband. He loved it. Now, there's the most competitive man you'll ever meet in your okay. life. I literally, I remember we were in a relay and I saw Rob running by me <laughs> and I, in the corner of my eye and I turned to my cousin. I said, is that Rob? And he said, yeah. I said, I've never seen him move that fast in my life. Like Rob's always like, my foot's sore, this is sore. Yeah. He legged it. Wow. Um, he was very good at it now. Yeah. And we got so far and then we were in the semi-final and then we didn't get for Well, Emma Doran spoke about your competitiveness now, so she must have been basing it on something. I know. Now, there's another comedian exaggerating. She called me an Amazonian woman. She said I tried to gouge her eyes out. <laughs> and if you see the clip, I grab her here. Yeah. And I actually pull out her trousers, her shorts. I don't know. Like, you're just trying to get out of the trenches. And she did this to my oh, eye. Oh, God. So I was like, listen here. Oh, I'd say you give her a, a bit was, of a... Uh, but poor Emma <laughs> arrived at her auntie, who was, I think, in her 60s. Yeah. She had a little cousin with her who was 13. Oh. Like, it was like... They were they were gone before they even started. Is your mother with you? No, my mother wouldn't be able to walk from here. <laughs> Not at, I had Rob, I had my uh, cousin from LA who's a fireman. He flew in for it. And then we had Rob's cousin who was a uh, okay. 27-year-old. So we, you know, we kept them young a bit. I, I was brutal, but anyway. Yeah, but it sounded good fun. Like, it was, it was, serious. That's another tough one. Yeah. I don't know why I do these things to myself. Would you, would you ever entertain going into the jungle? I don't think I'd be able for that. No. I couldn't eat all that crap. Yeah. I really couldn't. I'd love all the mad jumping off clips mm. and through the river. Remember, they used to do all they those things. They used to things. do them, yeah. It's probably insurance issues now. But now it's all about eating witchetty grub and yeah. eating no. kangaroo ball. I just, no, no thanks. No, no, no. But you know, speaking of dancing, <laughs> is Yaz big on getting walked? Yaz loves her walks. Okay. Yes. And is, can she be walked at the moment after so her she, injury? She's three. She's walking on three legs at the moment. I don't think I told you what happened, Yaz. She um she was attacked by two other dogs. Um, God love her. She lay on her back and surrendered, and they grabbed her fore limb, which mm. is like our forearm here, so between here and here. Now and take me back. Sorry for being rude and interrupting you. Um. Our viewers won't know what we know, obviously. So what actually happened to her? Well, that's what I'm telling you. She was out. Yaz was out for a walk one day. My dad actually took her out for a walk. And my dad had had a hip replacement. So right. my dad had a walking stick with him and the dog. Yeah. And two German shepherds came running towards her. Ooh. And she lay down. She surrendered. She put her paws up in the air. And they grabbed her. And uh, I can they, hear her. Shattered her poor four oh, or four limb, I think it's called. Yes, and she had to have surgery. She's loads of pins in there. We're now bringing her for hydrotherapy, which is a heated swimming pool. Um, there's a, a lady that does that with them, and she brings them around the pool and gets some work in those muscles. So. The paw was yeah. kind of going out this way and now it's straight. Are you giving out to me for talking about you? Yeah. Where, where is this happening? It's called the Canine Country Club and it's out in Kildare. Very nice. Canine Country Club. Doesn't it sounds sound, very, yes. Sounds very posh. Um, yeah, but yeah. the lady puts a, a life jacket on Yaz and there's a handle on her on the back and she, she keeps going. Yeah. So the first day we went in, the splashes were hitting the roof and the, now she has Now it. she's calm. And this, uh, is it working? Basically. It's slow. It's a slow process. Um, Yaz obviously has lost her shoulder. Her shoulder muscles are totally gone. Right. So you have to build that back up. 
But if when I come home and you're having a bit of crack with her, I have a bit of it. She puts it down. I can see her putting it down. Right. Um, I also do this kind of, I put my hand under a, a, a blanket and she loves to bite it. And when I'm doing that, she, the two paws go down. So I keep doing that with her trying okay. to, but it's very slow. Yeah. And very how slow. many times a week are you there? Twice a week. Okay. Cost, if you don't mind telling us. It's 50 quid a session. So. Okay. So yeah, it's it all adds up, but we want her to like I'm like there was there was the vet suggested amputa- amputating no. her leg. Like, yeah, yeah. As yeah. you can see, she doesn't need her leg no. amputation. No. She's moving it. There's, um, I laughed though where the injury was. All the the hair that's grown back is grown back jet black. The rest of her is kind of a bit of a grey yeah. color, and that's grown back like new hair, which is. But she's great. But that's why she's a little bit rounder. Mm-hmm. She's eating more. She's not exercising as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But Tempe's, you know the water she's exercising yeah. in. Is that just warm tap water, or is there mineral salts in it, or what is I it? I don't think so. I think it's just a heated swimming pool, and okay. it's all about the heat. The heat works. Right. So your muscles. So she was in cold water. She um, the, it wouldn't well, be yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Let's you like, tense up, yeah, yeah, as we would do. Yes. Yeah. So what is wrong? Yes. So the hot water in the swimming pool is helping all her muscles. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Have you no treats over there for her? There must be something. All out of here. I think she wants to go to the <coughs> toilet. <coughs> hey, Azzy. Do you want to go out, Azzy? Come on. Does she do any tricks? Um, she used to give the paw. But at the moment. But now she's leaning on one paw with yeah. one paw up, so. Yeah. Glenda, how do you think she's impacted your life? Oh my God, she's just made it so much better. The love, like I have to say, when I come in and the love her up against the window, when it, you know yourself. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I could close the door and go out and get something in the boot and I get the exact same welcome yeah, two yeah. seconds later. Um, she's brilliant. I do remember when I had Bobby first, my eldest son, she went into a, did a bit of a depression for a couple okay. of weeks because it was all eyes on the child, yeah, you know? Absolutely, And she had been the baby for yeah. so long and um, it was sad and I knew it was happening. I was told it was going to happen. I could see it happening in front of me and I was kind of, it was hard. But So what did you do? Tell us. Oh, process. I kiss and hug her at 20, at 20 million times a day. I, right. Every time I see her, I'm down on the ground and I kiss right. and I hug her and rubbing her. Um, Rob feeds her. So she loves Rob for the feeding. He yeah. does all that. Uh, I'm always wrapping her in blankets and yeah. rubbing her and hugging yeah. her. But, but she, is that how you got her to accept Bobby? But yeah, but yeah. she she always accepted Bobby. I think it was the myself and Rob moving away from her. Yeah. Like she loves the kids and now she's a different dog. Like yeah. she just wants to be with the kids. If the kids are in the TV room, she wants to be in there yeah. with them. Brilliant. And they drive her mad. Like they don't have the time for I think no. I think dogs are for adults really. But they have goodies, don't forget that. Yeah, always. Yeah. And finger I re- licking good. I re- I remember Karen Coster when she was in with us and she was talking about her dogs and what she did to introduce her babies to the dogs and it was perfect. Does she have two dogs now? Yeah, she does. I tell you because I remember when she got Brownie that first dog and she wasn't happy about it at oh, all. She's, she's like I'm not a dog but oh, she loved the dog so I can't believe she has two absolutely. now absolutely and I wanted her to tell us so as the viewer the, the listeners could find out what she did to introduce two established dogs to a baby yeah. and she told all about her method and what she did every day and how she introduced and it's perfect it worked perfectly She. I remember we used to find her she was gone around the house and we'd be like where is she and mm. she'd be just off in a quiet place on her own and, yeah but um 
But yeah, if I hug the, the kids, the lads, I see her coming around. It's like, so I have to go down and give her a oh, hug absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Do you know something? If you could, would you bring her along to the Oscars? If I could bring her... What? <laughs> the actual Oscars yeah, in LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, talk about enough stress going on. Yeah, They're bringing a dog. Does Does Tom Hardy not bring his recent rescue to the Oscars? I, well, mean, I think the it's only the right thing one. is I'd have to keep her up here. To keep her up there. No, he brings he waddles in. I think it's Tom Hardy, but there's one of the many when he waddles in, and the dogs up with the 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 people are going up the uh, the the centre yeah. red carpet thing. But it's, he's delighted. He just says, "Don't care, my dog, yeah. rescue dog." End of story. Well, there you go. Did you find the Oscars nerve wracking? Yes, but amazing. Yeah. Like, it was just a highlight. And like, how long were you there for? Oh, my God. How many times was I there? I was probably there six times, I'd right. say. And would you have to be there from, like, two o'clock in the afternoon, standing in your spot? 10 a.m. No way. Yeah. Um, and and the people arriving, and that goes on till about five, six, seven o'clock. Uh, yeah. The stars are coming yeah, in they all start, that time. That's, it starts. And you're there the day before to see them put down the to build it all up mm. and everything's covered in plastic and you can go through your run-throughs there and then, yeah. It was so, do you mean the likes of Meryl Streep arrive no, like she, hours she'd, before? She'd arrive at probably five to six and ah. the Oscars starts at six o'clock. I think they start around four o'clock, to be right. honest with you. So she'd be there probably a quarter to four. But like all the young actors, actresses, the uh, costume designs, all the music people... You know, they could have them there early. And sure, they're happy to be there. Sometimes it's people's first time. It's the Meryl Streep's who are like, Jesus, am I going to win this? I'm not going unless... So what do they do all day? Drink? I've never been inside. I've only stood on the carpet, so I don't know. I'll tell you the time I get there, when I get there. Who was the nicest star you met on that red carpet? Who was the nicest star I met on Who took time with you? Uh, you don't get as many on that red carpet as okay. you would. Um, I met Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I love him. Um, oh, and ah, you've, you've, oh, you shouldn't have told me that. I uh, he did a thing in UCD in Dublin one day, and he ate the face off every photographer in this <laughs> in this city. He said, "If you want my picture, you all stand here." And they were all like, "All right." They probably needed that, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Nicole Kidman was there. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have met anyone brilliant okay. on that. Okay. Okay. But you see, I want to know. So therefore, our viewers want to yeah. know. Um, who was the rudest to you? Who was the rudest? Do you know who was great? Always great. And I've, I've always said this is Robbie Williams is always a treat. Yeah. Always a treat. Like I went to the Soho Hotel in London to interview him one time and I knocked on the door. You'd go up to these hotel rooms. They'd Just so you'd explain to everyone, yes, please, five more minutes. You'd explain to everyone, they strip out the bedrooms and they set it up like an interview area, right. like the, like what we have going yeah. on here. And I knocked on the door and he opened the door of a hotel room and he had a white vest on and a pair of jeans and a cigarette behind his ear. And he says, all right, darling. He says, come on in. And I remember for a minute going, I'm going into a hotel room with Robbie Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we went through the corridor and into the room, all the, the, the PRs were there. But that just shows you what he's like. He's yeah. like, I'll get the door. Anyway, went in and he said, where are you after coming from? And I said, Dublin. And from then on, I interviewed him a lot of times. He'd call me the Dublin one. He never remembered my name, but he was always like the Dublin one. And he'd say, that red eye. Oh, he'd say, I remember coming out of the pod and having to get on that. Yeah, and it was like yeah, so yeah, normal. Yeah. 
And uh, we sat down. It was when he had just, he decided to come back. So there was a lot of take that questions in there. Um, and I had a cameraman with me and they had a cameraman. But it was a two camera yeah. shot. And we started rolling. We were into it. And my cameraman put up his hand and went, I forgot to press record. Oh, Jesus. And I looked at him. I was like, I'm going to kick your head in. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry, Glenda. And Robbie went, it's OK. It's OK. And the PR went, no, 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 we've no time. And he went, she didn't fly all this way over to get half an interview. He said, go again, love. Turn on your camera. He said, ask me the exact same questions. And I was like, really? Asked me the exact same. So I said, hey, Robbie. And he was like, all right, John, did you get the red eye over? What's... And did the exact same Fantastic. thing Fantastic. And I, I applaud him for that. Because... Well, do you know something? That's It's the way he was read because his dad served his time in Butlins. Yeah. Oh, he really? Was, yes, he was a red coat, you see. There so, you go. So Robbie would have had all of that experience as a child growing up. Yeah. He knew what to do. But I... I, I interviewed him for a press conference. He came over to Dublin then to... Um, to announce one of his concerts yeah. and uh, we were all at a press conference and I put up my hand and asked him a question. Now I had an interview afterwards with him so I really shouldn't have asked him that, a question because you're not supposed to eat up. But I said to him, you know, I said, I know you've had plenty of good nights out here in Dublin. I said, you're now off the drink. What way do you think the partying will be? And he said, well, he said, I'll tell you one good story. He said, I was in Bono's house. And he said, and uh, he said, I was drinking. And he said, I was on a few, I was on something psychedelic, he said. <laughs> now, he said this to the whole room. And he said, um, he said, he was in Bono's house and he was staring at the wall. And he was like, wow, Bono, <laughs> this painting is amazing. And Bono came over and leaned on his shoulder and said, Robbie, you big idiot, that's the window. <laughs> Now, we don't all live in Dorky and look no, out no, on that no, beauty, no, no, but no, you can no, imagine. No. But he said that, and that was given out. I remember that was in every newspaper the next day. That was the line. Yeah. Now, it wasn't that I asked him. Everyone Fantastic. grabbed us as they I, rem were, I, rem I remember Robbie telling a story about um, Jerry Halliwell happened to be in his flat one time, and the press were outside. They'd gotten wind of it. And he, she said, how am I going to get out of here? Yeah. And he said the only solution was, she was such a tiny little thing. He says, I had a big sports bag. You know, one of these jobbies. He says, I put her into it and zipped it up, slung it over my shoulder and walked out with her over my shoulder. And they did. They hadn't a clue. And you God. just think to yourself, God bless yeah. God, like, the stories. But here now, listen, I, w I want to sort sadden things down because we've all lost dogs. Yes. And we all go through the grieving process. Were you very, very badly affected when you lost, was it? What do you call the first little dog I remember you having? Oh, I, I know the dog you're talking about. Harley mm. is the dog. It was a Lassa Afso, which mm. I lost just before Yaz. Um, Harley had prostate cancer. Ah. And Harley had to go. Yeah. And um, we, she couldn't go to the, he couldn't go to the toilet anymore on his own. So we had to bring him up to the, the vets. They had to sedate him mm. and they had to, and uh, I never forget I was in Spain and my folks came over to me. Yaz. And my folks came over to me and my dad said, Glenda, when you go home now, bring the dog to the vet. Mm. He has to be put down. And I said, OK, dad. And my dad came back two weeks later and the dog greeted him. At the, he was like, you didn't. I was like, you're telling me to bring a totally healthy, normal dog to a feckin' grim reaper to yeah. put him down. He was like, oh, Jesus. But he's like, anyway, I went up to the vet and the vet said, you can't keep your dog just because you want your dog around. And I just went, that was the... The final, I said, yeah, okay, I'm being selfish. So we had to put poor Harley down, and I loved Harley. I think I was the only one in the world who loved Harley, though. Harley didn't like anyone. 
and Arlie's teeth used to come over her, over her no. top lip. Yeah. I loved that dog. Mm. And she's like a little cartoon character. He was gorgeous. I'm getting the she, he and she's mixed up now. Um, I, my first dog was called Toto. My second dog was Gizmo. Believe it or not, I had a dog called Bobby. I now have a child yeah, called Bobby. Yeah, I thought that. Now, yeah. Just a few minutes ago, I was going to say when you lost Bobby. And in, in my brain, yeah, I think, you were like, that's what, wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong yeah, Bobby. Bobby. And then Harley. Harley was the one who's... Bobby was uh, like a, a Jack Russell mm. mad thing. Yeah. And yeah. he got knocked down. But anyway, yeah, yeah it's so tough. It, and you were with with, with yeah. the end. Yeah. I think that's important. You can't just hand it over. Go and take it to the vet. Oh, listen, you got to be... No, with. I was hugging the... Pro- oh, I don't yeah. even like even talking about it. Yeah. Did you replace Harley almost immediately? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Mm. And I remember Rob, we'd go away down the country. We were in Kerry and Rob said, there's a fella around the corner. There's dogs in a, a home around there. Let's go around. And I went around and looked and I was like, I just wasn't feeling it for a long time. And yeah, then... Yeah. I got Yaz and I think it was probably a year or so later. Right place, right time. Yeah. But everybody's different. I was ready to love again. You know, I was like, no, no one can replace my Harley. Because I've had to put countless dogs down and it's difficult every time. Yeah. There's no question about that. And sometimes the phone will ring almost immediately. Can you? And some other creature will come in. Or sometimes it doesn't happen for weeks. But I do understand that everybody's so different about losing their pet. You know, you just have to... And see, because you have a load of dogs, I've only... Yeah. And I'm afraid, like even, I'd love another dog. But even yeah. with her injury, I'm afraid if I brought another dog in, she'd really go into a depression. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Now, let me ask you, um, take yourself back to when you were 16. What advice or what would you say to yourself? What would I say to my 16-year-old self? <laughs> and how many times I've been asked this question, oh, I still right, don't okay. know the answer. Um, I don't know, to live. I did live, though. And I enjoyed life a lot. I suppose not to care about what other people think. Yeah. Because I right. think as we get older, we don't really give a shit. No. But when we're younger, we do everything. Absolutely. You know? Um, mm. So, yeah, I'd probably tell myself to chill out. But you can't say that to a teenager. No. we got to live. And yeah. Yaz wants to go, Linda. Yeah, you no, see that? Does. Right. So, listen, <laughs> she wants to go. She probably needs her wee-wee. So, yeah. quick round. Okay. Would you lick the same spoon as Yaz? No. All right. Can you imitate her bark? Um... Yeah, probably, but I'm not in it now. All right. If if she was a human, what job would she have? If she was a human, what job? Um, testing out mattresses because she's a great sleeper. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, mattress tester. All right. All right. What's the most disgusting thing she's ever done? Knowing her, probably nothing. Nothing, because she's um one of those breeds that yeah. she doesn't like. I've had a few Jack Russells. They bring in things into oh, the house. God. She's like having a, a little miniature princess in the yeah, house. She's as, yeah. There's never any food on her mouth. She's as good as gold. She's now sick listening to us. She That's is. what's wrong with her there. Listen, take her out for a wee-wee. Thank you so much. Thank you, So, Linda. so much for giving us your time. I really appreciate it. And I've learned loads. I mean, really I, enjoyed this. I'm it's like a coffee no- morning. Thank I'm you. as nosy as, as people that are going to be listening, but it's been great to see you again, and you're looking so well. Thank you. And yeah, as is... Almost recovered, thankfully. Oh, hopefully. And yeah. right back at you. Thanks a million. No, not a bother. Dog Almighty is brought to you by Tesco. So for a happy and healthy pet, shop online or in store at the Tesco Pet Shop for all your furry friends' needs. So if you've been listening, and I hope you have, give the podcast a follow. 
and a five-star review.